What's up, y'all? Welcome to Three Brothers and a Shot of Milk. We're talking superheroes, movies, TV, video games, anime, action figure, comic books, cartoons, and more. I'm Laura St. Victor. We got Jack Walker, Pearson, Richard Wilson, Christopher St. Victor. Gentlemen, what's going on? How is your week? What are you watching? What are you reading? What are you playing? Jack, oh, what are you playing? What Yo, are you playing this week? Hang on. Let me tell you what I let me tell you what I started watching. So I'm still watching Pachinko, which is good. Anyone looking for good content, that's good. And the other thing just came out on HBO Max is Tokyo Vice. And oh, it yeah, I got to is, save that. Yeah. is pretty good, man. It, you got this gaijin in in Japan trying to be a criminal uh investigative journalist. It's really good. I'm two episodes in and can't wait to get off this podcast so I can go back to binging it. Wow. What I've been, wow. what I've been, <laughs> now let me show you what I started reading this week, which is all right. So, my local comic shop is Neil Adams' Krusty Bunker. Um, Neil Adams is a famous artist, he's been in comic books forever, um, writer, and he has a comic book shop down on. It's on Magnolia. It's on Magnolia and like Studio City. So every now and again, they just got cheap ass comics there. So I saw this guy. It's called Watson and Holmes. Wow. And it's a urban telling of Sherlock Holmes and Watson. They're both African-Americans. And yo, this comic is sick. Wow. It's gritty. <laughs> it's it's kind of like. What's the rabbit one we read? Oh, uh, rabbit! Rabbit's badass uh, song. Yes, uh, it's 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 not as stylized as that, but it's textured like that, and so like, and it's like real world, the way it's depicted, and it picks up with Watson in a hospital looking at a baby that's drawing its last breath, and he's talking about how they we don't know where the baby came from, we don't know why it was left in a dumpster, we don't know how long it sat there crying before it was found, and then you see the the heart monitor on the machine go flat oh, and he goes, and we probably never will. And then he meets Sherlock for the first time walking into his hospital and you're like right off jump. I'm like, I'm in, is, I want it. I'm, I'm in. in. This is a banger. Like I would love to see this live action with how good it was. Um, and what am I playing and answer your question? Yes. Did you play your video game? I ain't played nothing yet, so we'll come back to it next week. Other, <laughs> you're like Chris and Batman. You're like Chris and Batman comics. Yep. <laughs> but at least I picked up the game I want to play. Just True I haven't story. had a chance to crack it open. True oh. story. How you know I don't have Batman? You got all the you, you have all the Batman '89 comics. Probably <laughs> <laughs> around here. Maybe. You see the kind of mess my office is in? I guarantee I got something around here. Fair enough. Well, Chris, what did well, how was your week? What, what, what did you well, do? My week was good. Uh, I saw Sonic the Hedgehog two. Oh, mother saw it. How what? That's what we should be talking about. For those of you who don't know, today we're going to be talking about Death on a Nile, the sequel to Murder on the Orient Express, and we should probably be talking about what Chris went and saw. Mother we, F. We definitely should. It was good. I mean, you know, good for a kids movie, but it was fun. The first one was fun. The second one was fun. It was cool to see Tails. Cool to see Knuckles. There was a little still. There was a, a cool ending scene that 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 teased a, a character that uh, we all know about. So it's kind of cool. So it look it was better. It was better than this movie. I'll tell you that. <laughs> all right, save it for the review. Save yeah. it for the review. Yeah. That's about it. And after that, and just work and living life. You know. That's what's up, Rich. Anyone see Morbius? Nobody saw Morbius, no. Jack. 
No, even Jared Leto <laughs> sees Morbius. I think I'd rather see Morbius than Death on the Nile. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> probably be more more relevant for us to be talking about that too. Yes. <laughs> Yo, who chose this movie? I'm sorry, Rich. What what was your week like? No, no, who chose mm, this movie? Yeah, who chose yeah. the movie? Let's talk about it. <laughs> wait, wait. Well, before we jump in, let me just say something. So what you guys don't hear, the listeners you don't hear, is after the podcast, we talk about what we're going to do the following week. But because we're all so busy and half of us have kids, we decide if we're going to go to the movies, are we going to burn a babysitter or, or a date night out on this movie? And we decided Sonic wasn't worth burning a date night out for, so this is why we chose what we chose. So that's yeah. kind of the logic behind what we did. And we're not burning a date night for Morbius, I'll tell you that right now, right now. I'll, my, my <laughs> wife will lose all confidence in me. She might leave me. And listen, there were some redeeming factors to the movie we're going to talk about. Okay. 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 Sorry, Rich, how was your week, man? <laughs> my, my week was all right. Um, besides having a look at this movie, um, I binge-watched. <laughs> I ran through uh, Hulu uh, Home Economics. It's about three siblings. One main one who's a Arthur, Arthur, Arthur. Anyway, he's writing a book. He's kind of in a funk, doesn't know what to write about. So he's writing about his family, but he doesn't tell his family, right? So it's, he's the oldest brother. His younger sister is a teacher, but like kind of holistic, you know, flandering. Not really flandering, like, but she's not really on the top of the pay scale of things. And then his younger brother, the youngest, the baby, is like a multimillionaire kind of just falls into money and, and deals and stuff like that. So he ends up having to like suck up his pride, borrow some money from the, from the brother so he can like float himself until the book is released. So it's just the antics through all that and people dealing with life. Is it an anime? What, what, what is it? No, it's a, yeah, it's a live action. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So on, it's on ABC, but I, I watched it on Hulu. Pretty dope. I rewatched Ghost of Mars. Um, Yeah, Ghost of Mars. That's what that was. If anyone ever watched it. <laughs> Uh, and I, I, I just started rewatching stuff. I started on uh, the, I started going through the, the Resident Evil series, mm. okay. and then uh, I watched Fat, uh, Fast and Furious Six. I don't know why I just put it on. It's also awesome. interesting. Fast Six. Yeah. Well, that was still one of the good ones. Yeah. Yeah. That's all right. I was looking at Fast Nine. I was like, Vin Diesel is just too damn strong. Like, what is happening right now? I can't. Watch they, this. they became superheroes. <laughs> as yeah. it I mean, the question. They referenced it. They actually referenced it. Like, I'm <laughs> yeah. uh, and um, I'm curious and to know about Resident Evil. Like, once you make it, make it through, like mm-hmm. watching them all back to back to back, like how that tone changes. Does it make yeah. sense, or does it feel like you're watching completely different movies? Kind of feels like you're watching different movies. I know you took it. They kind of got. I don't want to say cartoony, but it was. It just got weird. It got real like action this, adventure. Where it was yeah. Before. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like it was kind of. Like, yeah, it's kind of stayed easy. in tune with the. With the the first one stayed in tune, kind of stayed in tune with the with the original, and then like they threw elements of the game in the movies, mm-hmm. but then it was like, what what are we looking at right now? But mm-hmm. you know, it's still a fun time to watch. Yeah, that's the problem with these franchises that go up to like number four, number five, number six, number seven. They just they the pitfall is they have to outdo themselves somehow. And yeah. often they start losing the thing that made them grounded originally. Well, and the, except, the for, James, except for James Bond, of course. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Are you kidding? The well, what was well, Quantum of Solace? The second one that was like watching a, a Roadrunner cartoon. Well, the, I, I guess my point is, is like the longer franchises exist, the more you see wherever we are in pop culture. So if we're all spy and espionage, we're getting into spy, Fast and Furious. If we're all superheroes, 
you're going to get to see like whatever pop culture says we should be, they're going to go that way. That's true. You know? That's good. Uh, that's why like um, all the all the superheroes and James Bond movies got all serious after the Dark Knight came out. Everything got like Noland. Everything got mm-hmm. gritty and realistic. And then they reversed it, got more more cartoony, more techy after. That's true. Yeah, you, know, oh, you know, you know. Okay. Rich was like just watching. Are, are we doing pickups too? Yeah, man, whatever, whatever. Okay. So I went I was uh my my nephew introduced me to the latest craze that he's into and it's Akito. Um it's like a Pokemon Digimon virtual type of thing where they get these virtual avatars and they use them to fight, but they're also in the virtual world. It's weird, but it's a kid show. Um, so while I was looking for his birthday present, I came across some things I picked up for myself. One was a Hot Wheel Batmobile from Arkham. Ooh, Arkham yeah. Asylum. Nice. It's like, there was two there. There was one that's brown, which I have, and there was another one that was green. I don't remember if you was able to change the colors on the things, but you know, yeah. Hot Wheels, 99 cents. Not a bad. That's a good pickup. Yeah, and then I got. uh, I found this one right next to it. Batman and the Batmobile from the Batman. That's cool. Is that Jada? Yes, it is. (laughs) Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Okay, there it is. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. Then I saw those. I'm like, I have to get these. But yeah, that's it. Well done. I'll go through my stuff quick uh, so we can get out of this segment. Um. Man, I watched Tiger and Bunny, that new anime, uh, season two, that anime dropped on Netflix. It's like about okay. superheroes. Yeah. About superheroes. So far, it's pretty good. They're like a bunch of superheroes who are sponsored by these big organizations like the boys. Uh, similar to My Hero Academia, where public opinion really matters. And I'm only on the first episode, but so far, it's fun. I, uh, I got some stuff. Went to the comic book store. Got Ooh. me uh, Rogue Son issue two. All right. Uh, man, I love these ones. If you love Sentai, if you love uh, 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 Power Rangers, man, you got to get this. I got Radiant Red issue two. And much like every other casual Marvel fan, I was in there like, when, what's a good Moon Knight comic <laughs> to jump into? Yep. Yep. <laughs> and my dude at the comic shop, Collector's Paradise in Woodland Hills said, this is a good one. It's the 2016 um, Lemire run. And it's like issues... Um, uh, issues one through 14. So this is a good one to jump into because it starts with him in an asylum. Not sure what's real and not real. He also said the one before, this is a good one too. Jump into that one afterwards. It's basically Moon Knight with the Avengers and you see him talking to Spider-Man and Wolverine, but then you realize it's all in his head. That's <laughs> it's, it's, so I'm going to jump into that one. That one's more superhero adventure. This one's more like psychological. Possibly that one. Wolverine in that one. Oh, that's yeah. you? That, yeah, that, that, that's it. That's uh-huh. it, Rich. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Get out of my head, man. Yo, I saw a Moon Knight one, and I'll send I'll send the picture so we can post it on the gram. But Thor basically throws his hammer, and Moon Knight somehow stops it and controls it. Oh. And and Ooh. Thor's sitting there, freaking out, like, "Let go of my hammer! How are you doing? What you doing?" And Moon Knight breaks down the backstory of Thor's hammer and how it came about. He's like, yeah, you heard that it was from this ancient rock that's older than time and blah, 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 and this and that. And he goes, all those things are true, but what you don't know is it's a moon rock. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. There we go. Um, Jack got me this, guys. Jack Woo! got me this action figure I'm holding that up. That is Harlan. a beefy Batman. Oh, he's so Look beefy. at the belt on that thing. Very pouchy. I'm holding up the Dark Knight Returns yep. Batman from yeah. McFarlane. And it's very so Frank dope. Miller. Very oh, dope. Frank Miller, man. He, he, he comes with a build a horse. If I get the whole collection, I can build a horse from to ride. Uh, wow. This is a dope figure. Thank you okay. very much, Jack. I also picked up this 
Robin figure, McFarlane, oh, yeah. Robin from Infinite Frontier. I love this costume. Uh, now I have my Bat Family complete that, that I want to collect. I have my whole Bat Family. I think this is dope. It has nice. his gray and black costume. He came with a sword. Is that a gun in his hand? Oh, no. No, I gave him a battering from a different toy because I'm like, why is Robin? I don't care what the comic books say. Why is he running around Gotham with a I'm done with them, man. I'm done. I'm freaking done. But uh, that, and of course, watch Moon Knight this week, which is the reason why I got this comic book. So that's my week. All right. What's this week? That's my week. Chris, I got a question for you, man. What's that, Lawrence? Why do superheroes always get the bad guys? Why do superheroes always get the bad guys? Because they're so capable. Oh. <laughs> Play on words. <laughs> Wordplay. You see what I did there? I see yeah. what you did. See what I did there? <laughs> no. And the finger guns after that? No. You don't like the finger guns, Rich? No. Just no. <laughs> No to all of it. Well, okay then. Then we're going to redeem this segment by going down the street, make it left at the light or right at the stop sign, and we'll be at the collector's corner. It's show and tell time. Here at the collector's corner, we take something out of our bookshelf, something out of our toy case, something off our video game shelf, and showcase it to the world. It could be worth millions of dollars or just sentimental. What do you guys got? Lawrence, you actually know what I have Ooh. because I believe my wife consulted you on this pickup. Hey, I speak. Oh. I say nothing. I say nothing. I got what the Ooh. the Batman oh. McFarland statue. Oh, so you saw on our Instagram last week we posted. I had I just discovered these existed um, in Walmart when I saw the red. We have a side by side with the Riddler and the and the regular statue, the Riddler figure on our, on our Instagram. Little did I know that there would be there would, there would be a statue in my cards because <laughs> I showed up with this. I was having a bad day, and she showed up with this, and I am very very grateful, dude. So, and it's it's, it's made go. in the the graphic of like black and red how it was uh, painted by Jim Lee. Yes. Yeah, yeah. that's pretty dope. Wow. It's pretty dope. Yes. So I got. I'm gonna. I have to buy. I gotta find room. <laughs> I gotta get my life in order so I can get my toys out. Dude. There you go. Priorities, Chris. That's it. Gotta pull a rich man. Look at his wall back there. No, Rich yes. is look at Rich. Is rich like, has all his Funkos just set up beautifully. And they're in order. You got a whole Deadpool shelf, yeah. and you got a Mando shelf. Mm. Yeah. I mean, you know, a little something lightweight. Lightweight. I'm, 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 I'm a rookie. I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a rookie out here compared to these people that I be seeing. Right? Know, trying man. to be like them. You know, I'm a girl. I'm a girl because I I feel like mine's gonna be. You know, a little bit to what you guys are going to pull out, especially Jack, because you know what Jack's going to do. He's going to reach into his money bag. Oh, excuse me, money <laughs> box. Oh, he's going to show us something. his box. He's he going to show us his box, Rich. Always showing us his box. Every episode, he get a chance. <laughs> yes. right. I was going to show this Funko Pop, which I'm still going to show. It's, um, uh, is uh, My Hero Academia. This is, what's the name again? Uh, Roku. I probably butchered that. This is mm. Pop 1007. Is the the uh the, the teacher or not teacher the, the hero that turns into a dragon? She's pretty dope. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I got that. But today I went to my local spot, which is uh Main Street Comics in Middletown, New York, and I saw something that I planned on getting, but then I saw it on the shelf, and I was like, I got it. Yo, oh, I know. Oh, 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 you mother ever gargoyles, Meg, get it in frame. The Goliath gargoyles. 
mega, and my man is just. Dude, you got the NECA joint. For those who don't know, NECA has dropped like a series of gargoyle figures. It is NECA. That's the that's 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 the brand, right? That made it. Yeah, yeah, NECA. NECA yes. Yo, I'm sorry, NECA, NECA. Yes, you're right. Yeah. And my man, the detail is crazy. Ooh, I was like, I, what? And they had a lot of them too. I was like, this is. You gonna have at, You gotta get the rest now. You have no, to. They, all, all they had, all they had was was Goliath. Oh, but you're gonna have to like now. You're gonna have a toy hunt. Mm, let's see. The rest of them, bro. Yeah, yeah. That rabbit hole. I know this oh, one God. dropped not too long ago, so he's like, he's pretty much like a new release. That's dope, dude. But yeah, man, I was like, yeah, I gotta get this. That looks sick. How could a live, live action, action of that work? I don't know. What would you say, Jack? Could a live action of that work? Jack, we said it. If we roll on this, yeah. we said the exact same time. You did. How dope with a live action gargoyles? We need all the. We need the money. We need Avatar money to make that work. Yes. Yeah. That's, yeah. That's not weird. not Ninja Turtles money. No. That was Avatar. that was fun. No, no, no. You need Avatar money to make. Yeah. This. I mean, what I liked about that series it was dark. It was compelling. It had this underbelly. Yeah. It had a strong history. It had a good history behind it. Like good yeah. mythos for you to get like caught up in the world. But that's I, one of those shows that adapted could go south real quick. It could. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> they, should just, they, should, they should just 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 put us in charge of it. We'll be fine. That's what yeah. I think. Jealous, <laughs> Jealous uh, of that pickup, man. Man. Um. All right. Here's my show and tell item. Certain friend of ours gave me a Christmas present. It's last birthday. Last Christmas. Last birthday. Slash. Yeah. Well, you know when a, lot, a bunch of them. COVID kicks in, it's hard to see people, so stuff tends to back up. So anyone who knows me knows that I'm big into combat. Combat. I'm big into fencing. I taught combat for a couple of years at Juilliard with my buddy Felix Ivanov, this crazy Russian eccentric madman of martial arts. <laughs> but what really got the ball started for me was this film called The Princess Bride back when I was so young. <laughs> so my yeah. buddy got me the Dread Pirate Roberts <laughs> in his outfit, Dang. Wesley from The Princess Bride. He's got his rapier, which I have several now in my life, and he's sick, nice. posable. Yeah. And what I'm thinking is, I got a couple other six sword fighters up there: Zaro, Berserk, even Mando's got a lightsaber now. There you go. You okay. might have to throw up a little toy chest pick. We might yeah. have to have a battle of the swords. Yes, Jack. In all your your showings, you never like really showed. A McFarlane. And I said, if he doesn't have a McFarlane figure, this would be the perfect first McFarlane figure. So mm. there you go, sir. And since we're giving gifts, Jack also got me another gift. Now, this thing is freaking amazing. I love it, especially for all you Batman fans out there. I love it. Jack got me this statue. <laughs> <laughs> it's of Superman carrying <laughs> Batman as they fly through the sky. That's Awesome. Smiling in glee, and Batman is so pissed off. So smug. Superman <laughs> has to carry him because Batman has no powers, everybody. You know he can't fly, right? And he can't fly. So Superman go. is carrying Batman. This is right on my desk. This That's is so weird. dope. It's That's fun. Nice. This is great, Jack. Thank you very much. It's a, a Q Fig Max. So, yes. Awesome. Great picks, guys. Great picks. I think it's time for some news. It's time for the news. Wesley Snipes is launching his new, a new graphic novel called The Exile. 
he, you know, it's, it's, it's no secret to anyone that because of the Blade films, uh, the comic book community has embraced him. He's a lot of fans who are comic book fans. So he wants to come out with his own comic book. And it deals with the origin story that he created by himself. And the, the PCB president, Keith uh, Aram. Uh, and it's about... Is, is it about not paying your taxes? sorry wesley i can't help it wow well (laughs) the comic book follows niles roach washington a detective who begins trailing a serial killer following a deadly gas attack the killer uses tools over five thousand years old to rip the spines from his victims but while roach's theories about the suspect make him an outcast he refuses to give up the chase and his search eventually leads him to discover earth's darkest secret Ooh. It's predators. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> all right. <laughs> um, Sam Raimi has opened. Moving along. Moving up. Right, this is going to move that right along. So Sam Raimi, who we all know is directing uh, Doctor Strange, Multiverse of Madness, has said that because of his experience working on that film, he'd be very interested and open to do another Spider-Man film with Tobey Maguire. You know, with, with the multiverse and Marvel, like anything is possible right now. And yep. honestly, I can see Sony going, we're going to do this. If you guys notice this in Moon Knight, the opening, the Marvel logo, Spider-Man is never present in their opening logo. Because if they mm-hmm. put him in the opening logo, they have to pay Sony a fee because Sony own, has the license. Sony can easily go, we let you guys finish your trilogy with Tom Holland. You can keep that Spider-Man for your team up movies. We're going to put Spider-Man back in our universe since we're doing all the villain stuff. We're going right. to do Toby and do our own Spider-Man movies. And I don't see why they wouldn't. And if they do this, if they get Sam Raimi and freaking uh, Toby back, and then you can throw in, um, you know, uh, Venom. 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 Ooh, we throw have in you Venom. Can and re- you can even redeem Morbius, <laughs> maybe. Yo, <laughs> 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 so, I feel like Sony's going to double down soon. Uh Captain America number one has sold for $3.1 million. Was that yours, Jack? Mm. Did Jack, did you uh, sell your Captain America number one? <laughs> or well, did you buy it? <laughs> yeah. Or did you buy it? <laughs> sometimes it's good to let things go, and sometimes it's good to incorporate. <laughs> there you go. There you go. This near mint condition comic was sold on April 7th. Wow. That is crazy. I don't. I think I don't know who's crazier, the guy who sold it or the guy who bought it. But either way, y'all both came up. Yeah, they come up. Um, Brie Larson, Captain Marvel, is joining the Fast and the Furious Ten. She'll be part of the Fast family. Vin Diesel put out a picture of him and Brie just laughing, kind of canoodling, and she will be part canoodling. of it. canoodling. What a like they, word. Like they're having a good time, you know. Are y'all canoodling to, in the background? We have to get that Dwayne Johnson, your trash <laughs> Vin Diesel energy out. So they're canoodling, and basically he's like, her position in the mythology is going to be amazing. Her beauty, her intellect, it's all going to be incorporated. Plus, she's an Oscar winner, so they're just going to, he's going all about how dope she's going to be. Awesome. Well, yeah. you know, considering how Fast and the Furious are basically just superhero movies, maybe she'll actually be reprising her role as Captain Marvel. She might be flying around. Um, Watch Dogs yeah. is getting a, a manga. We're getting a manga of Watch Dogs called Watch Dogs Tokyo. So they're going to take the next installment. It's going to be 
a manga rather rather than a full-blown video game so for all you watchdogs mm-hmm. heads the content continues and the world will continue to expand last friday by last friday i mean what's today's date <laughs> today is the 10th 10th so on the 9th warner media and discovery Wait, wouldn't it be have been the 8th the 8th okay you right warner media and discovery have merged to create warner bros discovery so uh, the ceo has changed the presidents have changed basically all the people have changed so this has now sparked a restore the snyderverse again because now the people <laughs> in charge have changed oh, lovely because <laughs> the people of the previous regime said snyder's cut is not continuity it's his own thing now they're hoping with these new pe- new people involved they can like get back into snyder business how does miller fit into all that miller ezra Oh, maybe that might be funny. that that might be part of the conversations happening this week. Yeah. Because and then we talked about this last time. A part of those reshoots can be making the flash less of a cornerstone of this universe. <laughs> How do we because yeah, 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 yeah. The Simpsons. Mm-hmm. It's 33 years. We'll be doing something Dang. for the first time. Yes, we're old, Rich. Because we're all alive before The Simpsons came out. (laughs) (laughs) The Simpsons will have a character who is deaf using sign language in the episode. It took them 33 years to figure that out? Hey, man. Better late than never. Better late than never. True that. Better late than clever. What? I don't really clever, think clever? What? <laughs> I'm not really sure. That's not a thing. I'm sure that works. That's not a thing. Never very clever. <laughs> Stop laughing, Chris. Why? Ooh. Rich, get that smirk off your face. Ouch. It's time for a debate. Let's, Let's get ready. Oh. Guys, so listen, real quick. We got a lot of superheroes. We got a lot of guys with the urge to fight lot of people who or supervillains the urge to tear things up but not every superhero not every villain got bank baby Ooh, bank every bank bank, baby baby. not every superhero supervillain got cash for that (laughs) 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 so in a battle of billionaires Battle Royal style. You got Batman, Bruce Wayne, Iron Man, Tony Stark, Lex Luthor in his mech suit, Green Arrow, Oliver Queen. Who wins in all battle? What is it? Two <laughs> well, Battle two Royale. Parts. Who wins in a battle and who wins as a business mogul? How Ooh. do they rank? Batman versus Iron Man versus Lex Luthor versus Green Owl versus Wayne Enterprises versus Lex Corp versus Stark Industries versus Queen, whatever his is. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Who you got? Who wins? Who's the better business mogul? Which is the better business? Come on, man. Business part for me is easy, hands down, Lex Luthor by a landslide. You are so incredibly wrong. Lex Luthor, no, 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 let's no. hear, let's Lex, hear the man's bad decision Lex now. Lex Luthor is the only one that is a businessman first and a supervillain second. Tony Stark, he puts Iron Man first. Batman, Bruce, Batman is who he is. Bruce Wayne is his, is his, is his alter ego. And Oliver Queen, 
Same thing. He just, he just Batman with a with a bow and arrow, man. He doesn't <laughs> care about that stuff. All he wants to be a superhero. Only person who's looking to to change the world for them and their own, and grow their business and be the the evil businessman is Lex Luthor. Hey, no, now, you are so who, wrong. Who's beating so, him? First of all, they, for, they're all beating him. You know why? Because wait, wait, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Are you saying Lex Luthor wins both in a battle and as a business mogul? No. Just, business Just as a business mogul. Just business mogul. That's okay. it. Can I so that? Who's, who's I, I'm interested to see the rest of his lineup. Oh, the but, fight, yeah, the fight is easy. Who Get him. Let me unhook Lawrence from his leash. Get him. Okay. Attack. I'll, he's a terrible businessman. You know why? He's in and out of jail every two seconds. <laughs> like real life businessmen? Listen. Mm-hmm. Listen. Mm-hmm. Lex Luthor was president of the United States until he got kicked out of the White House for crime. He's, he's lost LexCorp. I think Wayne Enterprise at one point bought LexCorp. He is a terrible business mogul. No, he's not. He, he wrote, he's Donald Trump. No, he's not Donald Trump because he literally put on a suit and tried to destroy Metropolis. Guess what happens to your stocks? He, he's what, he's what Donald Trump... How do you know LexCorp is, is public? So you're telling mm-hmm. me, you're telling me, out of Stark Industries, who yep. has a superhero as their flagship Lex Luthor... A, a a a known criminal murderer, his yep. business is doing better. Like if I looked at their portfolios, he's making more money in his business. Yes, because Lex Luthor, Lex Luthor will cut the corners that Tony Stark. No, cut. he's 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 in he's done. He's in jail. He can't do nothing. Okay, okay. First of all, he's first done. Of all, obviously, I didn't pick a Lex Luthor from the time period when he's incarcerated in jail. But even if he's in, when he gets out, no. you put them all together. I'm no, the best Luther has too you, many red you, flags to be uh, to beat these guys. All right, all right, all right, all right. Let's on, see the man. rest of his lineup. Nobody, y'all ain't got nothing to say about this. Well, hang, on, I want to know I the think, rest I of his lineup. Agree. I think you, you right. may be on the island, brother. I'm gonna be, be hundred. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna keep it hundred. I, I believe that Lex Luthor is probably the better businessman, despite the fact that he's in and out no. of jail. I didn't say business. I was talking about his whose business is better. Which which one is running better, Wayne Enterprises, LexCorp, or Stark, or Queen? Wait, that was the that was the how the, the question was structured. Well, 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 your business your business has it's to be doing question. well for you to be the best business mogul. And, and not Lex, necessarily. And I'm telling you right now, Lex Luthor is the only villain on this list because he's the only villain on this list. He's gonna do things. He's gonna he's gonna cut down the rainforest. He's gonna have Chinese orphans making his stuff. He's gonna do Ow. all the stuff you're not oh supposed God. to do. And he's gonna be the most profitable. And on top of that, done. and on top of that, he is he got it out the mud. He wasn't he didn't inherit it. He got it himself. So he made himself a million a billionaire. That's interesting. Everyone else was handed their cash. Well, it depends which origin of Lex you're using. But let's say you're using that. You know what happens when you go out of your way to kill the world's savior? People stop buying your stuff. Yeah, until they elect you president. And then you get kicked <laughs> out as president. But you, but you know what a good like businessman does? Yeah. A good businessman rebrands it. Can we get the rest of Chris's lineup? Oh, oh yeah. Yeah, so if, 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 so if I had to rank it from, from businesses, it would be Lex Luthor, Tony Stark, uh, Bruce Wayne, Oliver Queen. And then how about in a Wait, battle? Stark over... And, wow. Stark over who? You know how many times Stark lost his business had to get it back again? Oh, man. Dude, like, are you just going off of how you feel? Or are you like, nah, I'm going by hardcore made-up imaginary facts. That's what I'm going 
Enough said. Yes. Enough said. Enough said. Keep going. I'm going to shut up now. End of the battle. I'm going Batman. I'm going Batman, hands down. I'm going Batman. He's If Mac, if, if Lex is going to have his suit, Batman's going to have one of his suits. And then that's it. I'm Batman. That's I'm, if you're prepared to have the suit. Like, you know he's going to be prepared. Oh, you know, we had this. We've right. had brought the prepared so, so, we're, so we're telling him like two weeks in advance is what we're doing? Okay. He's gotcha. just fighting guys in suits of armor. It ain't like he's fighting aliens. He's just Except for Oliver, other. who's going to get pwned. Yeah, Oliver has <laughs> no <those> suit. I mean, <laughs> Oliver's losing hard. Uh, All right, Chris. I, 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 um, wow. Rich, what you got, man? Um, businessman, like I, like Chris said, I'm, I'm going with Lex Luthor. Like, thank you. My man got it out the mud. All right, he's out here. He's out. You talking about? Oh, because he's a villain that people's not going to buy his products anymore. Guess what? Guess what a big businessman would do? Rebrand himself. All right, Re- rename the whole. You know how many times a company has renamed itself and you don't even know, and you buying their crap. He's too yep. arrogant to change the name from being nah. Lex Corp. Says who? Says, Says who? Says DC Comics. Nah, he got affiliates. He's all right. He good out there. He good at, he's good in these streets. He's making that money, all right? Um, who would win the battle? This is where I have a problem. I want to say, because I'm a Marvel fan, I want to say Tony Stark. Because my man got a suit for everything, all right? He does. He does. Okay. He does. Um, he can take down gods. Uh, celestials, so on and so forth. I mean, he can catch Batman slack and no problem. He ain't got time to be prepared. Lays it to your head. What you want? You, get, you don't have time to get that suit. Oliver McQueen, let's, let's be for real. What's he going to throw a power at him? I, mean, I don't know why he's even... Exactly. Look, like, why is he even here? He's a billionaire playboy. He fits, he fits in the first part, but I think we all agree maybe Jack feels different about Oliver Queen, but I think yeah. Oliver Queen then, is dead last. And then I feel... Uh, mm. I think maybe maybe Lex would have a uh, will have a go at it. I'm surprised you. Yeah, maybe maybe Lex will go have a go at him, but um, I, f- I feel like Tony Stark will have the suit to take him out. Yeah, I'm surprised you're torn. I felt like you would have went Iron Man easy. Yeah, but that that's that's my list right there. Lex for the business and Tony Stark for the battle. What are we doing? What are we talking about? Wayne Enterprises has bought Lex Court. I think Wayne Enterprises is a bigger business. It's more global. It's more global than Stark is. Stark Industries, for sure. And Wayne Enterprises works and is successful without Bruce Wayne needing to be at, which means Batman can die. He can be busy. He can not even be around for the first seven years of his adulthood, and he'll still well, flourish without him. Flag on the play. I thought the question was, who was a better business mogul? That's well, right. No, that's me. That's the that's, question. No, wait, wait. That was that, the question. Here I go. Well, no, 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 no. Let me answer. Even, even, even if you do that, he's still not a better business mogul. That means his parents or his father set it up so that it can run pretty much without anyone. That, that's a good business mogul. Then he's not the better one. His father is. Business. Listen. You have to actually do business to be listen, a business mogul. Listen, listen. To put people in place... You are a better. You know what's not a good mogul? He ain't putting no one in place. He he hired someone to put people in place. He's that's, over there being Batman. That's, that's what moguls do, Rich. They don't. They make money while they sleep. His father did that. Look, on, no, man. his father was a doctor. His father wasn't running Wayne Enterprise like that. There was infrastructure in place. Bruce Wayne is the better business mogul. Wayne Enterprises is the better. Business what has Bruce Wayne done business wise? What has Stark done business wise? He got drunk. Like he lost his business like sixteen times. I never defined Star. Lex Corp. He made in jail. Lex Corp is Halliburton. That's who Lex Corp is. No, it's not. Yes, it is. No, it's not. (laughs) No, it's not. not. He just said Lex Corp is Trump. No, it's not. It's not. 
<laughs> Jack. Oh, winning the prizes, hands down. Bruce went. No, let them keep digging. Go ahead. I'll say I, I'll retract it. Wayne Enterprise is the better business, but I, I'll say the better businessman, the business mogul. I will say uh, that is a tough one between Lex Luthor and Tony Stark. I'll give you that. I'll retract that. Better business, Wayne Enterprise is better mogul, Lex Luthor. Ah. Oh, no, he, mm. but he's not. He sucks. Tony Stark is a better businessman. Ladies and gentlemen, if you listen to this, the Superman fan of him just cannot go with his arch I cannot go with the guy who spends more time in prison. Um, And who's going to win in the fight? I mean, that's Batman. That's easy. That's light work. Facts. We're not even even aliens, dog. Get out of here. First of all, I'm pretty sure we can pick up a comic book where Batman has beat Lex Luthor. Pretty easy. Green Arrow's not even on the table. Nope. And, and Tony Stark, Iron Man, it's like he's so arrogant that when he sees a guy in a bat costume, he's not bringing out the god armor. <laughs> he's not he's not bringing out the big guns because he's going to look at this crazy guy in a bat costume, whereas Batman is going to treat Iron Man like he's freaking Superman. He's bringing yep. out all the guns and the Wayne Tech satellite and the entire bat family and Ace the Bat Hound, especially Ace. So if we're if we're bringing out all the tech, then why wouldn't Tony Stark bring the tech out? Reason because, because he's too arrogant to look at. He look at a guy in a bat costume going, I don't need to bring out the gods. Armor. He'll make a joke. My man's like, oh, I think Jarvis, we seem to have a problem here. Let's bring out suit number 52. Huh. Good one, sir. This one hunts bats. Listen, Jack, what you got, man? All right. I want to preface this with uh, a few people who are not on the list. Those of you might not know, Professor X is a billionaire. His net worth is around $3.5 billion. Iron Farts is a billionaire. His net worth is $5 billion. For those who Nin- don't know who Iron Farts is. He's oh, oh Iron about- Fist, sorry. And we don't no, hate no. the character. We just don't like the Netflix series. Dang, <laughs> you're yeah. right, you're right, you're right. My bad, my bad. Um, Nighthawk, someone who I'm still waiting to get a live action film. I'm dying for that film. He's a billionaire, $5 billion. Blue Beetle's a billionaire. Mr. Fantastic, $5 billion. Um, Richie Rich for comic nerds is uh worth 8.9 billion kingpin kingpin is worth 30 billion dr doom is worth 35 billion. billion like everybody's a billionaire like <laughs> oprah <laughs> scrooge mcduck is worth 65.4 billion it. I knew it. <laughs> and then we get into the heavy <laughs> lex luther is worth 75 billion. Batman, comparable, 80 billion brothers. Then you got Iron Man, who leaps ahead of the game. His worth, 100 billion. The value of the dollar in the Marvel Universe is different than the value of the dollar in DC Universe. Okay, explain. Explain that. Hang on. Get out of here, man. (laughs) Clearly, I've left someone off the list. He is a billionaire. Green Arrow is worth 7 billion, which is nothing to scoff at, except for when you're dealing with people whose worth is 10 times that. So unfortunately, Green Arrow going to lose all races. Now, the person who outclasses everyone is also not on the list. And there are probably some people out there listening to this debate going, how did you guys miss the Black Panther whose value is 97 trillion? 
How did we miss the Black Panther, Jack? How did we miss it, Jack? Because because a shot of milk came up with the, the debate question. <laughs> no, no, that's not why. It's because the Black Panther, because T'Challa would outclass, outmogul, and outmaneuver all these guys. That's Agreed. why he's unfair to put him on the field. Chris, he would beat Batman. So, uh, here we go. so who's the better? I mean, I'll, wait, hold on. I'm going to, I'm going to. Pull back on a little bit. He wasn't really a businessman. He was a prince of a kingdom. Ran right. a kingdom. He inherited his from his daddy too. That's who still inherited makes... from his daddy, whose That's... daddy's daddy is like inheritance is all right. You don't have to be grassroots to, to, to be a better businessman. You got to still keep it going. Well, you got to use the power you have. Yeah. So whose wealth and influence makes them the better business mogul? That's a tight one. So technically, Tony Stark wins. He's worth more. So is he the better business mogul out of the lineup? I think he might be. Now, who wins in the battle? The battle royale. Physically, that's another tough one. I think Green Arrow keeps it together for about 0.1 seconds before he's <laughs> demolished. He's like, I brought the wrong weapons. He could get, like, get out one shot. One arrow is going to get fired. If he were like, I, think, I think because it's battle royale style. That's the nature of the question. I think Tony Stark gets lost navigating the other entities, and he's probably got his forces spread. As a matter of fact, they all got their forces a little spread. Batman is probably going to win at the end of the day because he's the sharper battling mind. He's the strategist. So I think Iron Man's going to take one look at Lex Luthor in his suit and think he's the threat. And Batman's just going to strategize the whole time. Yeah. So I think Batman wins the fight. But I think Iron Man actually might be the better business mogul. Or Lex Luthor definitely the I'm most. I'm not customer. as angry about that one. As right. Some of the other because he is very involved in Stark Industries. Yes. But he he still lost his business mad times. That's something when you sink your own business like seven different times. That's not a good business mogul. That means you're still dad able to come up. You right. You, you can you can lose a hundred. You can lose ninety nine times. And all you need is that one. One time. Yo, sure. That his one. His net worth time. is still more. Hundred billion. Yeah, you can fail ninety nine times. You just need to make it one. (laughs) Yeah, man. I need you to stop using rap interludes from the (laughs) (laughs) nineties. Well, that was the debate, yo. Like, like, let us know if you agree on this one. We're gonna put this in the gram when this comes out because I'd love to know what everyone thinks about who would be the better fighter and mogul in business practices. Great question, Jack. Great question. You made us do some homework. But now I think the fun is over. I straight up was like, yo, it's over. Now we're going to do the recommendations that we're done. Okay. I think it's time to get to the reason why we're here. It's, it's time, time for the, for the main, main event. event. We jumped into Death on the Nile this week. It came out in February, but it's pretty new to HBO Max. We figured now's a great time. It's, it's a good, like, you know, it's a pandemic watch. For people that didn't want to see it in the theaters, it's brand new for us streaming. And although it may not seem like it's adjacent, it kind of is when you think about it. Because Kenneth Branagh directed Thor. We have Wonder Woman in here. The Lone Ranger is in here. The writer of this film wrote Logan. So we have superhero fingerprints all over. And also, his sister, who might be Black Panther in the sequel, is in it as well. And this character originates from Agatha Christie, who Agatha Christie and Arthur Conan Doyle, they're writing the original murder mystery solvers. You look at a character like Batman, who's the crime detective, they're, they're, 
largely influenced by characters like Sherlock Holmes and Hercule Poirot. Yes. So yes. that too. So I'm gonna give you a very brief synopsis, one sentence, and then we're gonna give you our spoiler-free review. <laughs> While on vacation on the Nile, Hercule Poirot—I don't know how to say his name—Poirot. Yeah, say like they said at the movie the whole time. Hercule must investigate the murder of a young heiress. Dun dun dun. What do you guys think? Can I go first? Uh, I'm usually pretty diplomatic on this one, but since I'm a fan of everyone in here, including the directors, the actor, and the writers, um, I can say that I did not like this. I thought it was pretty terrible. Um, <laughs> I was saying trash can water while I was watching it. That was pretty. I thought it was uh, horrendous. Actually, I thought it was um, pretty uh, pretentious. Let me let me follow that up a little bit. I recommended we review this movie because I was going to watch it regardless of what we were reviewing. So I thought I could kill two birds with one stone. You now, killed that bird, Jack. I, I, bird killed, I, killed, I killed three brothers and a shot of milk with one stone. <laughs> but I recommended it because the first one that came out, Murder on the Orient Express, was, in my opinion, phenomenal. It, mm. it ticked every box. It was a murder mystery. I sat there right up until the end with my hypothesis, and then it was questioned. This movie, Death on the Nile, uh, I was conflicted. I really wanted to like this movie and did not. Mm. I was conflicted okay. because... Why um, were you conflicted? You are conflicted because you liked the first one so much. I liked the first one so much, and I, like, I liked the acting in the film. I yeah. thought the, the acting in the film was good. I thought the storytelling was not as phenomenal um ultimately i thought the movie ended up being pretty boring and that was my problem with it it was not a murder mystery that was compelling or thrilling uh i didn't feel like i was along for the ride trying to solve this thing ever right that was my problem with watching a murder mystery film you're supposed to go on the ride and try to be putting it together and the murder mystery element of the film didn't actually kick in until hour in dude an hour and that was the problem with the film problem with the murder mystery film not being a murder mystery for an hour 15 it's kind of like ang lee's hulk where's hulk yeah (laughs) Yeah. where's the murder where's the mystery it doesn't happen chris uh i did not like it i thought it was boring i texted the three brothers and the two (laughs) brothers in the milk like this movie is mad boring the best part of the movie is what Jack refers to is the texture. It had very, very golden age Hollywood feel about it, which was kind of like grandiose and cool. Yeah. But it didn't actually have anything to do with the movie itself. Just You just felt like it was a golden age movie without it being that good. So that yeah. was the best part of the movie, but is the, is the feel of the movie. The 30s. Um, that yeah, I, yeah. You yeah. could picture Gal Gadot as like a, you know, like a, like she, she is the, the quintessential starlet and it's just, I just, I like that. But the movie itself, I fell asleep twice. Damn. Damn. Rich. Uh, I too fell asleep um, a few times. <laughs> Had to rewind. Uh, got distracted with my phone because IG was a little bit more interesting. Um, this movie was duty, bro. Like, what are we doing right now? Like, what are we talking about? Like, like, a straight up hour to get a death. I'm like, what are we doing? Like, what is happening? Like, I totally missed the fact that she took the the, the best friends. Gal Gadot took hey, the best friends. Hey, oh, 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 my fault, yeah. But nah, it was bad. I didn't like it. Alright, let's, let's jump in. Let's jump Let's jump right, right into so this bad boy. Spoiler alert, then. Spoiler alert. So, we Death start off with 
I'm sorry, I, I'm gonna be hard on this one, man. It's it's so obnoxious. I don't need the origin of the mustache, but we why? get it. <laughs> but I don't we even, get we it a lot. Why? Wait, wait, wait. Can, I, can I pause you right there? We got so much, it feels like they were editing it, and then towards the end, they're like, oh shoot, I gotta finish this movie. So yeah. let me just cut it short. Like, I'm gonna give I'm gonna give the, the mustache scene a long time. The freaking the freaking uh dance hall where he's grinding on the chick for Why? a long time. What? Why did they give so much time to it, these things it, that made it, no sense? It felt like it felt like to them this dude was like James Bond. We can take our time because we know everyone loves him. So we're gonna show you about the mustache, like Indiana I'm, Jones. I'm telling you, the, the first film landed. The mystery starts at the top of it. Dude, Jack, you're, Jack, you're Jack, on, Jack, this is not the first This film. is not the first You're film. right, you're right. Here's the problem with this movie. Nine <laughs> minutes. Nine minutes okay, can we talk film? about the the, the 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 black and white war? Why? Why was no, it there no. In the first place? I suffered through it. The we whole, all wait, wait. The whole point. It. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're not going to skip wait, this, wait, Jack. Wait, 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 wait. The whole point. Let, let me let me preface this. The point of that flashback thing, which no version of that exists in the first movie. This is a sequel we're watching, right? So I have no. They did. He just had an outrageous mustache in the first movie, dude. Right. The beginning of this movie, we see him in what? It has to be World War One. One. World War yeah. One. In Belgium, yeah, 1918 Belgium. And, and we do get a sense of his smarts. Like he says, hey, the gas is going to go when the wind is blowing. It's blowing at this time. If we go there, we'll be covered and we'll be able to infiltrate them in secret. Like, okay, he's smart. You show me he's smart. Okay, cool. That's cool. It's black and white. I assume it's the origin. Uh, his commander winds up tripping over a line. Shrapnel goes to his face. We see him in the barracks afterwards. Wait, wait, the nurse was it 1918? Yeah, like, 18, I, thought I was, yeah. I thought it was 30. No, no, it was 19. Because they jumped years ahead. It was World War One, 1918. Because they actually made him look young. He was young, but he's not 90 in this film. No, but yeah, but if he, 1918 from the 18 to 30 is like 12 years. The 32 is 14 years. Oh, 1918. Sorry, sorry, yeah. sorry, sorry. What the hell am I thinking? 1818. Wow, I'm thinking of Wolverine. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's not 100. <laughs> it felt like this movie lasted like, like, yeah, yeah, 100 yeah, yeah, years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So... He's in the barracks, and then he turns to her, and his face is, like, his cheek looks, like, mangled. Like, that shrapnel hit him, and she was like, just grow a mustache. And then it cuts to present time, and I'm like, the whole point of this was just the origin of the mustache? Hang on. The point of that scene was lost in the delivery of the last line. The point of the scene was to show how much that woman loved him. Because, spoiler alert, that woman who he said, don't come to the war was a nurse. She came to the war because she heard that he got hurt, goes to where he was to say hi. He's hideously defigured at that moment, and she loves him. Now, what we find out later is she dies from a landmine that week. While he's recovering in the hospital, she's blown up. So the whole purpose of this scene was to show us his true love, loving him. And that's why he didn't go be a farmer. He turned to the life that he turned to was because his love didn't exist. This whole piece is a no, love song about relationships and understanding. did not land. It didn't. And that was a problem of the me. film. The, that whole first black and white scene film uh, scene turned into, really? I care about his mustache yeah. origin? Sorry, they don't cover, it shouldn't cover his scar. I'm sorry. I know. Because his scar was on his cheek. You don't grow hair if you have those scars. Like, yeah, I have a scar right here. You don't grow hair through a scar. It just, you just have skin I'm, there. I'm going to keep it a buck. Even after all the explanation, I still don't care. Right. <laughs> 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 so we get a lot of convenience and, and contrived things that make it so they're like this group of people are together at these random moments in time. So basically, Hercule 
is at this club, and that's where we see Gal Gadot. So we pretty much get the whole cast of characters here. Uh, wonderful group of actors. You have Army Hammer. Uh, he, uh, I'm not going to say the character's name because I honestly don't remember. Army Hammer is there with uh, the woman that he's in love with, he's engaged with, and he's yeah, like, Jackie. And Jackie, yes, Jackie yeah. introduces him to uh, Gal's character, and immediately you feel like they're either banging or oh, they have, yeah, or, yeah like. Something's going on here, or just crazy chemistry off Jump Street. You 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 skip the fact that he was freaking her on the dance floor for like ten minutes. That's not like, how you dance in the thirties. <laughs> <laughs> That's not how you dance in the thirties. <laughs> at oh one my. point, at one point, she gets on all fours and he gets behind her. I'm like, yo, yeah, what was going on? Where, what was going? Where on? is it supposed to be? We're also introduced. Uh, <laughs> Rosalie and, and and her mother, right? That's her mom, Salome. And uh, Salome's a singer. And Rosalie's kind of like working as her manager. And racism doesn't exist in this world either, FYI. No, no black people can do whatever nope. they want. Black people do whatever they want and um, live in their best life. And then we kind of get this scene and you're like, oh man, this is going to be the beginning of the murder mystery. This is going to be the seed. And no, next time we see him, we see Hercule like sitting in front of a pyramid drinking having a tea and a little, like, you know, macaroon or whatever. And then the guy from part one, Book, is flying a kite on the pyramid. Like, the most contrived ways for these characters to see each other again. Now, Jack, Book, um, I'm asking you, like, was their relationship pretty much like Holmes and Watson in part one? Is it, like, nah, they're just good friends. Just good friends in part yeah, one. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, okay. good, good friends. Book comes from an affluent family. He's got businesses all over. He owned the train. He owns this, or his mom does, and he runs this stuff. So uh, the first one is set on Book's train, and Book happens to be able to get him. So this is like that Back to the Future 2 thing, where in Back to the Future 2, it made sense why these events are happening similar. Here, it's just like, out of all the pyramids, anywhere you can be, you see Book. Who's going to invite you to the hotel where everybody's at? Plausible, yeah. It is such a... I did too. My eyes rolled so hard that the neighbors could hear it scraping across my forehead <laughs> when I when that happened. And then later, spoiler alert: the mom divulges that she had actually hired Perot in the first place to do some checking on Book's girl. And so you go, okay, all right, cool. It took he, you an hour and forty minutes so, to make so that. So by that point, better. I've already decided. Yes, one hundred percent. It's like, too late. It's yeah, too, yeah, too little, and, too late. And it's interesting because I read some trivia in the book. In the book, Book isn't in this book, so it's another character he bumps into that. That so it's it's less contrived in the book. Um, well, because he would have just he because Hercule is constantly trying to get away from these cases, and they keep bumping into him. So it would have been kind like of a, more like he would have bumped into been. this guy who would have brought him into this uh, hotel, and then things would have ensued instead of like, oh, my best friend out of all the pyramids in Egypt to just fly a kite on the one I'm looking at at this time. Anyways, yeah. so he gets brought in and he's like, oh my gosh, it's, a, it's all the same people from the nightclub those weeks ago. They're all yeah, here. They're all together. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. It just felt so bad off the jump. I thought that too. I was like, I would have rather have just been introduced to them here. Here. Yes. Here. You yes. can skip the beginning here. And then... Guys, okay, so then, then, then they're there, and we realize that that Army Hammer's character, I'm, I'm going to say his character's name, because what are we doing here? We Army find out Hammer. that he married Gal's character, uh, and not Jackie, which right. is like cold-blooded. She broke all the girl code rules with that one, and this guy's a jerk. 
But then it turns out that Jackie be just stalking these two. Wherever they go, she pop up. Which, like, I which, must... which, even before we know what happens, it's so weird that she just shows up to Egypt. It's not, like, it's not like, oh, this chick lives in the neighborhood. The chick went to Egypt in the 30s. It's not like, it's it's like... travel mad dangerous back then. <laughs> um, <laughs> okay, so this is where the, this is where, that's literally when I paused the film and made my hypothesis. I, and I said, okay, here's what's going on. Gal is going to be killed. She's going to be killed by her husband. And because he's still in love with the girl who we saw him grinding on in the dance club a I scene mean, earlier. You don't grind the whole thing, like that. I said, the whole thing is going to be a setup and there he's trying to get their wealth. And then, and then after I make a hypothesis like that, I cross my fingers that I'm wrong. No, and that they, we don't spend the next hour and 40 minutes watching that play out. Here, here, unfortunately, here's the thing. That's what plays out. Here's the thing. I'm going to jump a little ahead and then we'll jump back. When he got shot in the leg is when I formed the same exact hypothesis as you did. And not because I'm smart, because by this point, there was so little character development with all the characters. But it made it, no it, sense. It can only be those two. Like, like, they literally didn't start planting the seeds that anyone else could want her dead by like 15 minutes before she died. Right. It wasn't like the seeds were planted that all these... It, but it seems, it. Like they, it seems like and they I'm, tried. When she was like, when she talks to her, to Perot, like, oh, I, you know, I don't trust anyone here. Can you look out for me? I'm but like, she should have said that, like, in the beginning, we should have got a sense of that think, danger. No. I'm she, telling you, this is what works so here? well about the first one. Jack, the don't bring up the first, first one. one was... I'm going to start talking about Clue if you keep bringing up other movies. <laughs> Yo, wait, wait, wait. Let's talk about Clue. There's a hysterical line in Clue where the detective asks Mrs. White. He goes, how tall are you, Mrs. White? And she goes, in hills? And he goes, with anyone? With hills? With anyone? Yeah. Was that funny? Um, Yo, look at Rich, man. He's like, I already heard yeah. one bad joke today. I got to hear now another. Now you know how I feel, really? Jack, every week. Now you know how I feel <laughs> every single week. But here's the thing, and I, and I said that because in a murder mystery, the seeds are planted in the beginning. And the only reason I knew exactly how it was going to play out, because they didn't put enough seeds for the other characters to be viable threats. What do you mean enough? There was none. Nothing. So it only could be these two. And if it wasn't those two, it would make no sense. Or it had to be Perot. It was either him, it was them, or it was, it was be twist. It was gonna be Perot that's gonna do it. Yeah, right. Because he's the only one that we know. He's the, he's the only, only one, one that, we, that know. we know. And they try to play and see. Like everyone's after my money, and they don't like the way she does her money. I'm like, y'all are just con- coming up with these contrived things because you know you need someone to blame this on in 15 minutes. So let's go back. We're in the, we're the boat. Every now it's chilling, and everybody's like just living their lavish lives. And we hear people bickering and complaining about her, and she's nervous about them and whatever. And Jackie's here, like get her out of here. And for some reason, like there's no rest- I guess there aren't restraining orders back in the 30s. I don't know how this. I guess, but how how is she? Okay, go ahead. Never mind. So <laughs> so basically, like uh, Hercule, like he freaking sees that she got a gun on her. Like, that's not a reason to, like, call the authorities. If but no, like, she says, like, this love is going to end one way or the other. Or something like, she she makes an ominous comment about, well, holding a gun. Now, it wasn't I'm ominous. Seeing, it was like. Yeah. I'm if I'm sitting with any of, say I'm sitting with any of your exes and your ex fact, I'm not going to say who, but one of my good friends rolled up to an ex-girlfriend's house and then she all of a sudden appeared with a gun and is like, look what I got. And I told him never, ever, ever go near her ever again because she was like distraught and like crazy. <laughs> so now mind you, so if I see a crazy chick with a gun, like, look, I'm just rolling with a gun. She took it out. She's like, it's really a toy. Really? I'm like, yo, mm. when you see a character do that, they almost can't be the killer. 
because it's too on the nose nose. for a murder mystery. Or you're so smart, you make her the killer when we think anyways. So that happens. They do nothing. She's still hanging around. They decide, let's take a ride on the Nile. And they go to Nile and then they go to the ruins in the most weird, uncomfortable scene of army (laughs) hair. like turned her over what is going on Chris, did you see that part did you fall asleep during that part I probably fell asleep no, no, that, that was the part to see because you had Gaga Doll Army Hammer on the side of a freaking ruin well, they humping from the back yep. I'll tell you what I thought was interesting about that <laughs> in a wide so, shot it wasn't even like sexy it was like the camera pulled back <laughs> <laughs> So I'll tell you what, what I thought was interesting about that. So I've I've been there. That's a swan um, in Abbasan Bell, right? It's Abbasan Bell in a swan. But the thing about that geographic location is it's if you're in Egypt, it's all the way on the bottom. It's on the it's on the border between that and Sudan. So you go any further south, you're you're out of Egypt entirely. What's interesting about that monument is it was actually submerged under the Nile for a while. It was buried in water and they took the whole thing apart and they reassembled it there at the foot of a swan. Um, hmm. But what's crazy about it is, and having been there and it's hard to get to, it's it's a trek. It's not like the pyramids. The pyramids are days away from there, right? So anyways, this is a long way of saying, one of the four figures is actually busted if you go there. And so when they first got there, all four figures were intact. And so what happens in that scene is one of the people knocks a boulder Uh down and it smashes the statue they're about to hump on or under, right? And so having been there, I got a little bit of gratification out of seeing, oh, that's how you're saying that this thing broke during a something, something, something and destroyed the statue. It was kind of cool to see. Nice. I'm I'm so happy you you landed that because I'm like, did you interrupt me talking about these people driving (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, on the side uh, of a mountain <laughs> yeah but also I'll say that's really interesting because I didn't see any way of getting up to where they got to like there was a Reason. corridor up there Reasons, Jack. Reasons Jack I'm not saying it wasn't there I'm just saying I certainly didn't see it so the boulder crashes at this point we don't know what it was feels like an omen almost um, or it could have been someone we don't know <sighs> flash forward basically <sighs> Army Hammer's character gets in Jackie's face at night and says, I can never love you. Da, 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 da. There's people there. She takes out the gun we know she has, the gun that Hercule knows that she has, she has. and shoots him in the leg. Uh, you, skipped the, you skipped the chunk. I did. Yeah. So before that happened, they're celebrating and Hercule drinks some champagne, which well, I, is I l- laced with something. He's, he slipped a Mickey, right? They Mickey mm-hmm. Finn his drink to put him to bed. So Hercule goes and he passes out like hardcore after one drink. Yes, I did. I forgot that part. Um, so he get Army Hammer Simon gets shot, and then it's like, oh man, help me, help me, get the doctor. And then they take Jackie to the nurse instead of just tying her up because she's a maniac. She's having a panic attack. <laughs> yeah, like, let's calm her down. They, they give her like morphine or something, um, and then basically. We find out that in this commotion that Gagado has a bullet to the head. She's dead. I forget who found her. I forgot who found her. Uh, who, found well, who her? actually found her or who found her after? Who, who found at this point in the movie? Who, who found her dead? The maid, wasn't it? 
The maid. Yes, yes, yes. The maid. Jon Snow. You know nothing, Jon Snow. She's in this bad boy. Um, the actress. So then, yeah, it's like, who did it? Who did it? And they're kind of going down the ranks. They all could have did it. Why? Because the maid liked the necklace. And the two ladies, they don't like the fact so, that she's so rich. And, and so could, at this point, we're halfway through the movie, and now the actual mystery starts. So yes, all this nonsense, yes. and now the actual mystery starts. And that's the problem with the film. So the mystery, yeah, it starts an hour and some change in. <laughs> And as does the character development of who could have done it. So it isn't really, the who done it doesn't start to like almost this point. And by this point, it's not that I don't care. It's that you don't have enough time to really make me sit on the edge of my seat and wonder who did it no. outside of who seems the most obvious. Yeah. I mean, by this point, we should, by this point, there should be a handful of people who were debating about who did it and right. why. Right. And, and, up and to this point. And how. And how. Mm. Like, all that plays. I didn't even get around to thinking about how. Yeah, and there was too much, like, the the boulder being dropped on him when they were at the uh, Abbasin Bell actually just took away from this moment, I thought. Because I'm like, now someone's actively trying to kill them? Yeah. And you know that. And the way Hercule broke down the thing it means he went up there and he saw the pickaxe that knocked it loose so he knows someone's actively trying to kill them but he, his act and his actions didn't act like that i know no. that was the, that was the problem everyone is in like denial and he sure he said you should go home and they were like we're going home we're not going home we're gonna stay here we're not it's like this movie just did not land here's what didn't work about it plausible deniability when you're watching a murder mystery you want to have plausible deny when you're watching anything you want to have plausible deniability that these events could actually unfold like this it just didn't feel you felt i i personally felt like people weren't behaving authentically and seeing the first movie um <laughs> i saw the first movie and it was great <laughs> jack you like the but, first movie yeah but seeing the first movie what worked about it is people behaved in a way that, that normal people would behave. Yeah. You saw, <laughs> you saw Hercule in a position where he was making the right calls in this one, especially after he does what he, he has a Sherlock Holmes moment at the end where he breaks everything down. You're like, you privy to a lot of information that you were just kind of sitting on and not acting upon. Can I jump ahead real quick? Talk about the boulder. Jump so ahead. Yes, yeah, we jump, jump back. back. Jump back. So, well, okay. So, back to the boulder. Yeah. Back so the, the dry no, 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 I'm gonna jump, jump ahead. So you, we know who did the boulder, right? Hercule just let them roll out. That's the guy, Jack, yeah. That, that's what Jack's saying. Yeah. Yeah. The guy. The guy. The, not only is the guy an embezzler, he's an attempted murderer. Like he wasn't. He tried to become a murderer. He's like, just make sure you pay your money back, and you're okay. Then you're fine. Like, did you forget that he just tried to kill everyone? He tried to kill two people. Yeah. So basically, yeah. at this point, we know that the lawyer, who is uh, Gaul's character's best friend, cousin, yeah. cousin, like he's been doing shady stuff with her money and contract stuff. And he wanted to get stuff signed here. And it was pretty urgent. And Hercule was like, oh, that means you probably want to kill her. And it turns out that he did try to kill her with the boulder. But that's it. And then you learn <laughs> the two ladies that are there. <laughs> that's it. No big deal. Um the two ladies that are there obviously are jealous of her money and what she does with it, jealous of her status. And they're pretty vocal about it. The maid loves her necklace, so she adorns her riches, but also Gal. The maid fell in love with a guy, and Gal's character basically said, I'll give you all the money to drop her. And she basically said to the maid, see, I did you a favor. He wasn't really in love with you. But all this information comes out, like, after she's dead. So it's not like, it's all like, oh, I didn't know you had beef with her until now. Right. There's, another, there's another thing. If Hercule never came to Egypt 
only one instead of four people would have been killed. Uh, okay, we're getting there. So then all this stuff is happening. He's on the case. He, the, the doctor played by, um, ah, what's his name? Russell Brand. It was Russell nice. Brand. You know what? That was the most refreshing part of this movie is not to see Russell Brand be like in an obnoxious stick. He but, was just yeah. an actor, a regular but To dude. me, a waste of his talents because honestly, that doctor had nothing to do. He was just he was just there to but be a star. Most of the supporting characters had nothing to do. Right. So the doctor's there, and we basically find that he was in love with her. And I think they were engaged at one point. And like honestly, this is information we're all finding out after she's dead. I'll tell you and this. She died halfway through the movie. If you're gonna have a flashback at the top of the film, I would you this this particular film might have got more mileage if instead of getting a mustache flashback, which served as a mustache flashback, instead of Hercules' love interest by the end of the film, you could have had 30 seconds to a minute versions for each of these other characters to give us plausible deniability why they're here in the first place. Yeah, well, that's, so that's, that's, start with the, that's the point of these movies, right? It's, ne- we, it's never about Sherlock. It's never about Hercule. It's about them in this case. Yes. We don't need to know their backstory. We need to know the backstory of the case they're on. And, and you know what's so funny? In the first movie... Oh, God. <laughs> We we understood that Hercule had suffered from a loss of his loved one without being spoon-fed some backstory for it. We understood it. It It was clear. As the movie goes on, you see Hercule and um, uh, Singer singer in how they kind of have a budding thing. And basically, you see that there is a life that he desires to have that he chose not to, but maybe he can put that chocolate. Listen, what that it's, 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 there's no racism in the 1930s, so interracial, nope. it's fine. Yep. It's all fine. Like, like uh, Book's mom doesn't like him with Rosalie, his, her son with Rosalie, because she's an American. Not, <laughs> not, <laughs> not, I can just tell it. But what's weird is the dude, her cousin, is like, what oh, am I supposed to go back? I'm brown. He mentions his skin color. Does with and I'm like, wait, does. is there racism or is there not racism? Is well, it is keep in mind, this film doesn't take place in America. Yes. And and almost none of the characters in it are American, with the exception of the singers who are out of their country for Man. the entire film. Don't believe the hype. These Brits will have you make you think there's no racism in Europe. Also, the film. <laughs> yes. Okay. Fair. Maybe not in Egypt, but the, the people on that. Are you kidding? Oh, I've been to Egypt. Listen. Racism so, everywhere. Everywhere. Anyways, I'm cool with that. I'm cool if you give me that Bridgerton. It doesn't exist. But then either make it not exist. Don't have him bring up the Are fact we're talking that talking about right. Bridgerton again. The, the dark the dark great. <laughs> <laughs> um, so then yeah, so then basically he uh he he sits down the last suspect, Book, his boy Bookie. What a me, Book, Bookie, woo, you uh and then Book is shot because the killer has been a mastermind of getting away with everything. But now the killer is like, I'm just gonna shoot you and run away in a bathroom. Yep. <laughs> yes. Like, where were <laughs> you like, going? Wait, where were you gonna go? Where were you gonna go? <laughs> well, also that scene. So here's what uh, didn't work about that scene. So in that scene, everything, everything, everything didn't work about everything that scene. Didn't, everything didn't work about the scene. That scene was for the audience. It wasn't for the plot because. Hercule knew in that scene that Book had stolen the necklace, but he didn't do anything else. Right. right? So and so. and by that point, Hercule arguably knew who the actual people were. 
it's a fine line, man. And um, I don't watch a whole lot of mysteries, but like I, I've watched a, enough. And Benedict Cumberbatch's Sherlock is one. And it's a fine line. Like your, your investigator has to be ahead of the audience, but not too ahead. Like like just yeah. a couple steps so we can follow him, but not where he already knows everything. And this is just information. For I think Jack Reach would do a better job than Hercule Poirot. That's what I would have <laughs> well, Jack Reacher would have saw that baby gun and said, no. And he would have beat everybody. That gun. <laughs> he would start snapping necks. <laughs> he got his hand cannon and shot a fucking shot. He would have walked to Egypt from Wisconsin. <laughs> <laughs> and then tried to buy a shirt when he got there. <laughs> Let me just get some peach pie. Um, look, so yeah, so basically, Boop dies, in, and I know I'm supposed to be impacted by it. I didn't see the first one, so I said, okay, this is a big moment. But I'm like, wow, if this yeah. is a, if this is a big moment, I will say I did feel that having I didn't. I mean, the relevancy of what that loss was was actually upsetting for me because their relationship is so great in the first movie. Was it necessary to kill him then? I didn't think it was even necessary to have him in this movie. Like that whole, the mom hired Hercule to investigate the singer and the thing. The, the, I was like, it was side energy. And if that was going to be a subplot thing, the audience might've need to have been let into it or Hercule needed to be more aggressive in the way he engaged with them. You know? So we start feeling like, Whoa, is he thinking they're the ones like that would have sent the audience in a redirect. Oh, Hercule is really kind of narrowed in on these two and he's a Sherlock Holmes. Why? Oh, he was, the mom had hired him. Like everything about the film just kind of did he, not work. He's the best detective on earth. He wouldn't need to do all that work to figure out that Rosalie is a decent person who isn't a criminal. It would have took him like a couple days. He wouldn't have had to go all the way to Egypt to come up with, to like figure he's, her he's, out. He's like, I'm, you know, I'm going to milk this rich chick for all she got. He is, because he's sitting there with a, a little cup of tea that he throws <laughs> on the ground. He's like, I don't, hey, boom, he throws on the ground. So Boop gets shot, Boop dies, and he's upset. And basically, he tells us what some of us already know, who did it. Well, first, in clue fashion, who could have done it. <laughs> why? And why they would have done it, and also that they didn't do it. And then, because, you know, like, when usually killers are very reasonable people, and they like to sit and wait and listen to you break it down. <laughs> it's like, yeah. why so you, you know, right. so basically. But, but the other problem with that moment was he literally announced that he was going to do it like he typically does it. He goes, this is when I normally do this thing, and everyone gets off and hear me go through it. So you're, I was you're, like, you're happy your name is called first, because, like, ah, it can't be me. <laughs> Man. But I'll say this again. In the first movie, that moment played out really well. Yeah, we're going to turn this for Every time you say it's going to be a drinking game from now on. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so he goes down the list of people, and then we get to Jackie, and um, I'm Simon, and, and it's them. It's them and in the beginning of the movie. Also, another adjacent thing, Annette Benning was actually cast as Catwoman in Batman Returns, but had to drop out of the role because she was pregnant. So she was supposed to be in Batman Returns as Catwoman. So this is a very adjacent, adjacent film. Back into the story. So we got, like, he figures it all out. Annette Benning's character, she talks about, like, she was missing the red paint. The red paint was missing from her painting. She doesn't know why. So she draws Boog in a green jacket. And he's like, you drew him in a green jacket. And she's like, because the red paint was missing. It was not missing. Simon it stole the red stolen. paint. Because oh. he, she shot him with a blank. So, so hold on. <laughs> She shot him with a blink, and he used the red paint to look like blood. Why While look? they left the room, he took the same, same gun, muffled the gunshot, and shot him. 
Why did you just have him shoot him for real right there? It seemed like 40 steps. That was like a lot of planning. Only to shoot yourself. It's a Rube Goldberg machine of freaking planning. You took the scarf to muffle the sound of the gunshot over the fake wound where she should have shot you. I'm like, why not just shoot him in the leg? Maybe he didn't trust her shot. Or, well, yes, that could be. That's a really good one. Or also he needed the... He needed not to have a blood trail when he went in to actually kill his wife, and then, but he needed to have the wound. I, I kind of needed him to say that. By this point, I'm not smart enough, or I'm so, I'm not, I'm so not invested. I need yeah. you to say, so there's not a blood trail. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, but that's what it was, right? Oh, um, my. Okay, good, good save, Jack. So they do that. He basically lays it all out here. She pulls his gun. He pulls the gun. And then everyone's pulling everyone's guns. Pulling guns. Pulling guns. Everyone, like, everyone's got a gat. It's got to get real. And then... And the lovers. It's like Romeo and Juliet, man. She shoots him in the back, and the bullet goes through, hitting her in the heart. Which is a pretty small bullet. Would it have yeah, done that? 22. No, it would have bounced yeah. around in his chest. Probably not. <laughs> yeah, probably not. But reasons. They both die, and all these bodies are carted out. They die, yeah, like mummies, though. How did they, you saw how they wrapped those bodies up? We're, we're in Egypt, Jack. Come on. Be wow, okay, I guess. <laughs> so they're carted out, and it's like, usually at the end of a murder mystery, you have, there's uh, this an awesome feeling you have. Like, oh, man, there was a twist. So you figured yeah, it out. Like, this one, it was so somber and sad because Book died, and he was sad. And then in the end, he's in the nightclub with his mustache. And they shaved his mustache. His, I'm like, what? And his scar, the scar that wasn't there the whole movie. Or the first one. <laughs> Everybody drink. <laughs> there goes a shot. Is there. And he's watching her sing, basically saying that he's given up a life of, like, Luke is the final straw. He's given up a life of investigative oh. detective work. Or he's going to get some. Yeah, that's what that is. He's like, but I no, gave up. But the shaving off of the mustache is like, you know, Sherlock putting down the monocle. Like, that, that's Batman taking off the cowl. Right. They gave yeah, us an origin story for this mustache. I know it's a love story, Jack, but they, they gave us an origin story for the mustache so he can shave it off at the end when he finds love. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that character's iconic feature is his stash. It's a wonderful yeah. stash. Um, um, David that- Suchet played the role on television and though that series is really fun it's not as dramatic but it has drama in it i i i know I, mean, I, I didn't see the first one but i i, I thought this was going to be more fun and, and hokey and kind of funny with the mystery i didn't it, it was very dramatic it was more oh, dramatic man, than i, I thought it was gonna i be. was let down i wouldn't have recommended it um in hindsight you know concluding how I feel about this, I would not recommend people see Death on a Nile, but I would recommend anyone who hasn't seen Death on a Nile, I wouldn't recommend either of you three go watch the original. You're all put out at this point. But anyone (laughs) who hasn't seen either of the two contents and you're looking for a decent uh, murder mystery film with some eccentricities, I would recommend watch Murder on the Orient Express. It's actually a really good film. It's fun to poke holes at this film only because everyone involved has already proven they're a master at their craft. Kenneth Brown has proven he's a master actor, director. The dude who wrote it wrote freaking Logan. You have Gagado, Army Hammer. You have every actor in here, Net Benning, have proven they're amazing. Yeah. The cinematography is great. So it's like we're poking holes because a bunch of masters created something that was like, what is this, guys? Well, the problem is it's not fun. It's not engaging. It's not fun. Mm-hmm. It's not yeah. fun. It's not. 
but and but fun doesn't mean I got to be laughing or something. It's not a thrilling ride. Yeah, it's not right. an enjoyable experience. It felt right. like homework. It did feel like homework, and it felt like homework the first two seconds. That 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 World War One flashback felt oh. like oh no, yeah, like like I, I felt like. Because, you know, the, the most recent big mystery was Knives Out, right? And, like, that thing start, it starts. It's like, whoa. Yeah, and I imagine the first, you know, the first one started like that, too, I imagine. You know? I kept waiting for this movie to start. And it wasn't until about hour, 20 minutes in that the movie started. Yeah. It, 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 honestly, it reminded me of Ang Lee's Hulk. I'm sitting there for about an hour and some change waiting for the movie to start. Yeah. And, and and I've seen the I saw the first one. <laughs> so I'm like, what are you doing? That's fair. Oh, that's fair. I think that's all we got to say about it. Uh, Rich, you haven't said too much, and I feel like you don't have much to say. <laughs> because just like watching this movie, I have checked out of this conversation. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, <laughs> Chris, do we have any recommendations? Yes, we do. So I recommend anything. Any mystery other than this movie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'll go quick. So the most recent mysteries that I've seen that have been great, um, not in any order, Usual Suspects. Amazing. We talked about Clue. Kind of similar vein. A lot more fun. Hokey. Great jokes that Jack seems to love. No, Clue's amazing. <laughs> that joke out of context is hard to follow. How that. tall are you? With hills? With anyone. <laughs> It's not number, funnier the second time around. Still not. Cutting all that. Number three, <laughs> a better mystery than this, who framed Roger Rabbit? Yeah. No, really, I did not know who framed Roger Rabbit. Yeah. Wow. Yep. Number four, the girl on the train. Saw it recently. Really, really good. Well, yeah. Look, it's better. It's, it's, we're better. I could say anything at this point. It's, this <laughs> is better mystery than this movie. Fair enough. And then number five is the Batman. We talked about it. Amazing. We can't talk about it enough. It's not a mystery. Yes, it is. We know who did it. Ah, but we don't we don't know exactly how he did it or why he did it or kind of the motivation behind it. It's a, what about seven. Seven's no. anyone seven. like, name a random mystery. Detective stories are <laughs> not necessarily mysteries. Chinatown? Uh, Sunset Chinatown. Boulevard. There you go. Maltese Falcon. There you go. Sidney <laughs> Kane. Like, Every <laughs> mystery is better than this movie. Yep. Taking a crap and trying to figure out what did I eat yesterday? Yeah. <laughs> Mrs. Doubtfire. <laughs> what, what, what is that? What, what is that? It's <laughs> more engaging mystery. <laughs> you call someone over like, babe, babe, come in here. Hey. What did we eat last night? What is that? <laughs> don't look right. <laughs> Immediately the movie starts. We got married the throes of the mystery. Man. Well, I hope you guys enjoyed this conversation. I hope we were more entertaining than death on the night. And if so, please like, subscribe, download, tell a friend about it, write a review. It helps with the algorithm. We're on Instagram. We're on YouTube. We're on social media. Three brothers and a shot of milk. Check us out. We're dropping content all day, every day. We'll be back. Same bad time, same bad channel. Peace. Later. And Jack saw the first one in a view. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't sure. <laughs> Peace.